Hello, it's Lee. Hello, Lee. It's Keith. Hello, Keith. How are you? I'm fine, mate. And yourself? Very well, thank you very much. And thank you so much for doing this. I'm quite chuffed to be chatting to you. <laughs> I'm quite chuffed to actually, uh, for the reasons of coming back again next year, you know. It's been pretty much a repeat journey for you as well. 1965, I think, was the first time you were here. Do you have any recollections of those earlier days, doing two or three gigs a day at small venues? Yeah, man, I remember the Melbourne, the the old tennis club, I think. And uh, I also remember we were there watching Winston Churchill's (laughs) funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's how long ago that was. Uh, it was yeah, it was our first trip, '65. Uh, it's great. We all, I mean, we've always had you know fond recollections of all of our trips there. You know, <laughs> it was a damn good tour. Very much so. '95 as well. I enjoyed thoroughly the first time you played on the MCG. Yeah. Do you get a buzz when you play at venues that you've been aware of since you were a little kid and unrelated to music? Yeah, it, it, it was strange because say, hey, I grew up, my parents, you know, Mel, Melbourne tennis uh, ground was like, uh, wow, wait until I tell mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. When we talk about the 60s, do you have uh, predominantly very, very happy and fond recollections of them? Yeah, very much, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, everything was happening in a bit of a blur, I think, for most people. But uh, it was an an exciting time, you know, and you're young and ready to go and everything's going your way, you know, so uh, (laughs) of course I remember it fondly. (laughs) I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Would you have had the faintest inclination back then that 50 years later you'd be back again? I think that was pretty much out of the question. No, no way, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what am I playing on extra time or something? <laughs> something that we're very excited about, and uh, with your Adelaide show at Adelaide Oval, you're the uh, the first act to uh, to play there as well. And there's an enormous right, you're amount breaking, of you're breaking in the new one, right? Yeah, and bringing Mick Taylor along with you as well. There's a lot of people very happy about that too. I'm so I'm glad he's been so much fun working with him and having him back in the band. Ronnie and I are having a ball with him, and uh, you know we need an extra hand. And if you're going to have one, it's got to be Mick Taylor, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have him around again. You know, you've been really blessed to have some fantastic sidemen on stage along the journey. Some of whom aren't with us anymore, like Nicky Hopkins, uh, Billy Preston, Ian Stewart, who was very much the yeah. uh, an extra member of the band, and Bobby Keys. Bobby will be Bobby will be Lewis. Bobby's coming out, is he? Yeah, the old dog's still hanging. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Tell me, is there an act that's emerged recently? And I know you're a massive music fan. Is there somebody who's emerged lately who you've sort of zeroed in on and thought wouldn't mind having a little bit of a frolic with them on stage? Oh, that's that's a tough one. There, there's a lot of good voices out there. Uh, uh, I don't know. I like Nora Jones. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, I'm not really uh, too much into what's happening now because what I've heard is really actually maybe a little bit the uh, rehash. Uh, I'm not hearing anybody that stands out to me, you know, but then I'm, I'm a very fussy, picky little <laughs> you know. <laughs> You've often said that uh, uh, music has to be very real for you. You're not a huge fan of bands that get into the studio and sit in front of a computer screen and press buttons. No, no, I don't. Uh, it's, uh, 
it's not my it's not my way. I mean. I mean, the world moves on and everything, and uh, and technology. Obviously, I've been well aware of, uh, but uh, that's nat- natural with going along recording. You see, or you know, you see it through the years, you know, and you get to a point where you look at it and you say, you know, for what I want to do, is is this uh, just another toy, or is it a tool? And, and if I can use it, I'll, uh, I, I love technology. I love to be able to edit digitally but uh i still like to cut on tape you know i love analog is uh it's just the sound of it i don't think that uh i don't think digitally uh you're getting the music uh, or the sound that you you could be getting uh analog everybody's been a bit shortchanged, you know uh, but that's the way of the world you know Technology also comes in very handy when it comes to performing on stage. Obviously, huge video screens and all the other tricks and things that happen apart from what you're creating on the stage. Is that a hindrance from time to time as well, where you can't sort of spear off into another direction because, you know, the lighting and the other stuff won't work as a result? Well, uh, we, we never let it get in the way that far. But there have been times where we sat around and, and uh, said, that's an incredible piece of uh, technology, but it's a sideshow, <laughs> you know. So you have to pick and choose what you're going to use stage-wise, and and of course every year that you go out, there's new possibilities and options, and uh, and you, I, I guess really, I mean, you just got to be and say, does that work for us? Uh, do, do we, you know, do we need that? And so, uh, you know, you, you're always in a space of, of wondering where, what to use uh, technology-wise and, and what, what would be a distraction and, uh, you know, what is the focus of what you want people to watch. And uh, so there's always the toss-up with that, you know. No doubt. What's it like trying to put a set list together? It'd be almost like picking your favourite child, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. I mean... Uh, Obviously, there's a certain framework of songs that you know you're going to have to do, and and also, I, I mean, I love playing playing them all. Anyway, I do like to leave space for different songs or different or different, you know, odd tracks and uh, ideas. Uh, I don't like to tighten the show up so much that it's uh, that you're doing the same thing every night. We like to kick in a few, three or four different songs a night, and uh, and I hopefully that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm keeping everybody kind of loose on this, you know. <laughs> the songs that you play, you've played on so many occasions. Are there any in particular that still, when you look at the set list in front of you there, wherever it is on the stage with you, that you really look forward to playing more than any of the others? Do you have a favourite? I always love to play Jumping Jack Flash. I still haven't nailed him, and every time I say I'm gonna, I'm tonight I'm gonna kill that mother. <laughs> and and he's always a beautiful challenge uh, to play. Um, Tumbling Dice is another one that I just love to play. Uh, it's it's just such a sweet thing to play. It's uh, and you're never short of finding just different, slightly different ways of doing it. And uh, As long as the song lives for me, I love them all. Street Fighting Man is an incredible thing to play. Uh, if I, I go on Beast of Burden, <laughs> you know, when it comes down to it, I love them all. It's an embarrassment of riches. Is, is there a song that yeah, you've heard? Embarrassment of riches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, is there a song that you've heard along the journey that you've just sat there and gone green with envy and thought, oh, I, I, I so wish I wrote that song? Can you identify yeah, one? Yeah, man. I, I, I wish I'd written uh, Little Queenie, <laughs> Chuck Berry, or Memphis, Tennessee, maybe, which I think is one of the most beautiful little songs and records that I ever made. Uh, I'd have loved to have written uh, Long Pool Sally. <laughs> There's a million uh, songs out there, and I think it's the ones you know that you wish that you'd written yourself. Is the that are the ones that inspire you to go, you know, to, to go for it. Uh, you need that sort of impetus uh, of great performances, great songs, great records. Uh, that's the backbone. That's what you listen to, uh, and. I really never feel that you actually wrote them and created them like that. I think it's a bit selfish. I think they sort of come to you and you sort of order it up a bit and then you put it... I feel like a medium is when it comes to songwriting, as if uh, I'm receiving... I sort it out, and then I transmit, you know. <laughs> now, obviously, so many songs that you've co-written with Mick, and you have one of the most extraordinary yeah. working relationships. A quote of yours that I love is, the only things Mick and I disagree about is the band, the music, and what we do, which I think is just brilliant. <laughs> is, that, is that the key to yeah, your no, success? There's always that. There's always the... Uh, 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 tension between us of uh, and and then sometimes he wins sometimes i win but it, it, it i think that's part of the spark part of the electromagnetics of uh of, of doing it i mean there's nobody gets hurt you know <laughs> <laughs> writing recording performing is there one that you look forward to more than the others uh i love that performing uh Actually, because that is the mainspring, I think, of, of what we do, of what any band does. I mean, you, you've got to be able to get up there and enjoy with an audience. You know, it's that interplay between the two energies that is, is a fascinating thing. No show's the same, and, uh, it, and it's a boost every time I do it. And usually it's a boost for the audience. So, I mean, there's, a, there's that great exchange of energy, which... Uh, I think is the mainspring of it. But then I do love recording because then there's nobody else around and then you can pick and you know you can get into little details and stuff. But I got to say that when it comes down to it, first off the stage is the important part. Is there any unfinished business for you? Do you still have something on your I must do this list that you've not yet done? I know it's out there, but I haven't found it. <laughs> Your autobiography, Life, if it was to be made into a movie, and let's take Johnny Depp out of the equation because that's a bit obvious, <laughs> who, who, who would you choose to play you? I don't know. I think you'd need four or five guys because, uh, you know, they'd, they'd die off halfway through the story. Um, I, can't think, I can't think of anybody. All I can say is good luck, pal. <laughs> New Zealand is another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Obviously, uh, New Zealand is part of this tour, and I know New Zealand has got a very personal connection for you as well. You were unwell there for a little while after a little uh, misadventure. I, yeah, I left part of my skull there. <laughs> what do you recall about that time? And it was kind of brushed off at the time, but you were very poorly for a little while there, weren't you? Well, yeah, no, it was uh, you know one of those things. You know, you either make it or you don't uh, situations. Um, 
But luckily, I fell into the hands of probably one of the best brain or cranial doctors in the in the world, uh, Dr. Andrew Law, who quickly put me back together. Um, I have a great relationship with him. And when I was there, uh, he was he got me in. I was there for five days, and he said, "Okay." You're stabilized. Now you can fly off and go to like Manhattan or London, and uh, you know, but you will need an operation. I said, Andrew, I'm not going anywhere. You're doing it, and you're doing it now. <laughs> and so uh, I had the, uh, he did the whole thing in Auckland, and uh, and he's a great bloke, and uh, and I've got six pins in my head to prove it. Does that create any havoc for you at airports? Unlike the uh, havoc that no, you used they to create. They don't ring. Titanium doesn't ring. Okay. <laughs> There's some metal for you. Uh, Keith, yeah. thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it and can't wait to see you when you're out here. All right, Lee. Pleasure to see you there. All the best. Cheers. Hi, everybody. This is Keith Richards on Triple M. Uh, wish you all the happy holidays and uh, I'll be seeing you, uh, you know, in your autumn uh, and uh, my spring. I'll be seeing you.